Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast NXT Edition. I'm Alfredo Dolore Blake and I am joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello. Hi, Hi. Pete. So How today you doing, mate? Oh, very well, thank you. So today we're going to be talking Good. about this week's NXT and the match between Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and Damian Priest. It was meant to happen at TakeOver Tampa Bay, but happened on this week's show. We'll also be going through the rest of the show as we go. Here it is. The main event of this week's NXT, we'll be going through a bunch of the other stuff that happened on the show because there was the women's gauntlet match, there was uh, the in-ring re-debut of Dexter Loomis, which we'll be covering mm. as well. There was another thing that you wanted to go over, Pete, what was it? The Joaquin Wild kidnapping. Ah, yeah, the Joaquin Wild kidnapping <laughs> following a match with Kushida. And then also this, but the main event of the show was Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic versus Damian Priest, which was meant to be a TakeOver Tampa Bay match. Mm. Now, to signify that this was meant to be a TakeOver Tampa Bay match, in the empty arena, they put up a big TakeOver Tampa Bay logo, which I feel like just signaled that this was not what they wanted it to be even more than <laughs> yeah. just not mentioning it. Um, it was, I think, a really good match. I'm just, yeah. I, I mean, like it just obviously didn't live up to the levels of expectation you would have for something like this, because this was obviously meant to be in a huge arena with a thirsty, thirsty crowd behind it uh, and probably meant to go about 20 minutes. Instead, it mm. went, I think it probably went 20 minutes with ad breaks. Yeah, like in ring time. I don't. I can't. I don't know if they're resting any ad breaks at the moment, or I'm assuming they are because they got caught out that time on SmackDown. Mm. Um, so I think it did go 20 minutes. Uh, however, it never quite reached the sort of fever pitch you would expect from these things, and it's obviously like that's not their fault. There is a lot of issues with having no crowd in 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 an arena in wrestling because all the moments where people are down on the floor 
they build you up and the audience interaction adds to the drama in a way that the, means the wrestlers don't have to keep putting their bodies on the line to escalate and escalate and escalate for nobody's response. Um, I think all three guys put on an amazing show on this match, though. I thought they did really, really well with what they had. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, I, I pretty much uh, same as you. I thought it was a really, really good match. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh my God, it's a Keith Lee Dijak Priest match from TakeOver. Like you'd expect that from Tampa Bay, even though Tampa Bay was probably going to be a very stacked card. You would have probably expected that to be one of the matches of the night. And I thought this was a, a really good match. But like you said, I, I, I think with these kind of spots, because I, I think NXT are doing the right thing in having... Uh, no fans shows, but they're still ju they're just focusing on the in ring products. It's letting the wrestlers go out and wrestle instead of like doing you know like main roster matches. The main roster has discovered that the way to still have good matches is to let the really good wrestlers go out and do some really good wrestling. Mm -hmm. So they're doing the right thing, but I think just for a match like this, I think it's almost obviously not quite half, but like. A, quite a significant chunk of this kind of match is the crowd reacting to these spots. When mm. you see Keith Lee go for, you know, this, he takes a huge bump from off of Dijak's shoulders when Priest hits a spinning kick off the top rope. Part of that spot, it looks very impressive, but part of that spot is the crowd going, oh my God, what mm. did we just see? And from the build up spot? to it, the, oh, please yeah. don't die, please don't die, please don't die. Something crazy happens and everyone pops. Yeah, exactly. and I think it's... Yeah. I wonder if that's like a production thing they're going to start thinking about. Because obviously, like, all these shows are being run with a really reduced staff. Um, and, are, like, you know, the smallest crew possible, as few performers in, in the location at one time. Um, but I wonder whether there's a there's a way of piping in some reaction from people who happen to be in the building. Like, let's mm. let's hear people go, oh, my God, on, you know, like, I'm not just in the scripted WWE-style commentary thing of going, like, Oh, that's quite like Michael Cole just going, mm. can you believe it? Or, oh, my. Yeah, anything that he yeah. screams over and over again, but that is a scripted line. Like, I want to hear some genuine reaction from somebody. And even if it is like a little bit flat, it might be better than what we're getting currently. I mean, it's, um, it's, what, they're, it's what they're doing in AEW Dynamite. Like they had on last night's show, from what I understand, they had like six people in the crowd. And that's mm -hmm. it. They were like really spaced out just around the ring. But even that makes a huge difference because you get some form of reaction. You get people being like, oh, that looked like it hurts. And yeah. even just one or two people doing it can make you think, oh, yeah, that did look better. So it's it, it's 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 like a, a Pavlovian response when someone goes, oh, you at home go, oh, along with them. Yeah, so it, 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 it's really it's lacking that. And it's not their fault. There's nothing they can really do about that. But yeah, it did take away from this match that was supposedly a takeover match because it had the logo in the background on the Titan Tron saying this is a takeover match. And it, it didn't it didn't quite reach that that level. It was still very, very good, but it yeah, wasn't there was quite some... a, a Keith Lee Dijak priest match. I mean, and there was some crazy stuff as well. And I think that's the, you know, there was that bit where uh Dijak does the time to fly on priest and Lee catches mm. him and then knocks uh, Dijak over with Priest's body and then just power bombs him onto him about four times and then does oh, a spirit so bomb. Good. But like the, all of this thing would be like, you would build, you would feel that emotion in the crowd. And so I, I wonder in these scenarios whether, I think AEW's made a very smart choice by having the wrestlers who are present in the room because you can still, you know, adhere to social distancing by having them spaced out. But mm. 
you get to have the feeling that there's a crowd. But I think it also acknowledges that this isn't a regular show and it mm. acknowledges this is a really weird way of recording things. And um, I think breaking from the slightly pseudo seriousness that wrestling always presents itself as, this is probably a good time to do it. And I think NXT has continued to try to present itself as a very serious wrestling brand throughout this crisis. And I think this match proved that it doesn't necessarily work. It was still obviously an amazing match with amazing talent working it. Um, but like all the epic stuff they tried to do, like that tail of the tape they did at the beginning of the match where mm. they're announcing everyone and there's no reaction. It's like, I think we probably could have just gone straight into the match. Yeah. Without really, yeah. with too, without too much announcement stuff. I think that might have actually just from a, the perspective of watching it at home, it might've just sort of in, like brought you in a bit more because it didn't feel epic. It felt flat. And I think that's, mm. the, you know, that's the problem with wrestling is so much about call and response. You've got to like, we've got to take out as many of the calls as possible. And I know WWE is <laughs> WWE has absolutely been trying to kill the one fall chant forever mm, uh, by yeah. just going the following content is scheduled for one fall with a load of people in it. Like <laughs> constantly talking <laughs> over the top of it, but like we, we have to, in this scenario, I think remove as much of the sort of the bits that point to the lack of fans. If you're not going to play up the lack of fans, like it's a silly joke, like, like Kushida in his entrance did a really funny, like I normally listen to the crowd here. Oh, there's mm -hmm. no one here. Like I think playing that sort of side of things gives you that little bit of like, it, you know, we were, everyone is, there's so much bandwidth for people to, change the kind of content they're doing we've changed the kind of content we're doing people have been very yeah. receptive and, and lovely about it obviously it's trying time for everyone no one's gonna like i'm like, not here to dick on them for having to change what they were going to do it's just i think you just have to acknowledge that it's not the same and that's yeah. that's very important um yeah and i like you know i i respect them for trying to make it feel epic it just never quite got there mm. um but yeah, I still think amazing match. I just, I hope that what they do coming out of this, because there were some really, really fun stuff that they, you know that there's amazing things these three guys can do together. And they did a fair bit of it. But I want to see like, this felt like those first few Lee, Dijak, like circling around each other moments again. Because obviously like mm -hmm. everything's kind of, they're doing everything safely because you don't want to uh, put more burdens on medical staff at this time at all yeah, so you want sure. to you want yeah. to do as much safe stuff as possible obviously these guys seemingly can throw each other with reckless abandon completely safely um but i can't yeah. wait to when things get back to normal to see the three of them just like go balls to the wall like what is the like what is that match going to look like when it's mm. just Keith Lee catching people out of the air who are also <laughs> guys that they do five flips and be like, ah, 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 wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for that match when it does happen. It's unfortunate that this was branded as like a takeover match and we're, we're still getting the uh, six woman ladder match that's happening next mm -hmm. week, as well as the Champer and Gargano match from next week. It seems like basically everything else from that takeover is just being abandoned. Like the, they're still building for Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole. They had a, a quick match against Bobby Fish to open the show between Dream and Fish, Dream won, and then made a promo about him. Um, but like that can't happen for months because mm -hmm. Adam Cole is in isolation. He's not doing shows. So that match is scrapped for months, it seems. We can't get Pete Dunne for months, who's one of the tag team champions. We can't get 
uh, uh, Bala versus Walter, whether that was at Tampa or that was at TakeOver Dublin, that's still not going to happen for ages. So it just seems like a lot of the build after next week, I don't know what NXT is going to look like because that would be all the TakeOver stuff done. And then we're just left with regular old NXT. And it's supposed to be the end of Gargano and Champa. Where do they go? Where does is Killer Cross mm-hmm. coming? Is he debuting? How does he fit in? I I I don't know where any of this is going at all. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know whether I'm scared or excited for after next week. Because I don't know where NXT is gonna go and I don't know how they're gonna do it. Normally they can pull something out when their backs are against the wall, but Fingers crossed. I, I, yeah. I wish them well. I would, yeah, I would kind of suggest the like. I think the sort of what's going to happen in a bunch of the WrestleMania matches solution might be the most interesting, which is do a more filmic, controlled version mm. of each match. Um, because then you don't have to have the worry of we're kind of calling it on the fly. We're doing all this technical stuff. You can hide a lot of that with cuts and other things, and you can keep people safe. Um, obviously you up the editing time, but if you're not going to go out live because you shouldn't really get, you know, if you need 20 performers for a show, you shouldn't really get them all in the place at the same time. So like, I think maybe some, if wrestling becomes that for a little bit, maybe that's the best thing, or maybe, maybe they should just run compilation shows of NXT for the next, however long, which obviously is going to make this review podcast a load of nonsense. But uh, I, I, I think like a, you know, something that shows, some of the best takeover matches or like spotlights on certain performers from the company might be a more interesting way. So like this week it's a two hour spotlight on Johnny Gargano. Here's Johnny Gargano's best matches um, in full. Here are also some other clips of bits and like sort of his tale of the tape for his entire time in NXT. You could do the same with Shayna Baszler and Asuka and Bala and all these other people. Yeah. Um, I think really that like might that. be a much better way of getting through this time than doing the really pared down version of NXT. Mm, totally. And I, I think that's a really good idea, especially because uh, as of yesterday, I believe um, the governor of Florida has opened a, uh, has uh, signed off on a uh, stay at home order as of yesterday. That's going to last for 30 days. So the performance center and full sale are both in Florida. So it, mm. what are they going to do after like they I don't know how much they've pre-taped of NXT because I know they've done Wrestlemania and they pre-taped the Raw after Wrestlemania have they pre-taped NXT like I don't think that's probably mm. high on the priority list over Wrestlemania week so are they even going to be able to do NXT for a month they might have to d- resort to those video packages and mini documentaries and things like that I- yeah, I mean, I really like your idea of just spotlighting one person per week because we don't know how long this is going to go on for, and they have a pretty big roster of people. Yeah, yeah, so they, exactly, they've, yeah. they've got many, many weeks of things to do, so they they shouldn't run out anytime soon. So, yeah, NXT's uh, it's walking a razor's edge right now, but uh, hopefully they can they can pull someone out. Yeah, because it's that's the thing is like it's still a good product. It's just it's mm. all like. It's one of those, the, the biggest criticism in, I think, a lot of wrestling is that like things are aimless and don't have a story. And current climate gives you that, that like leaves you with no ability to tell a long-term story because you don't know what's happening in the long-term. Um, so, you know, like, again, we're having these matches now because we were promised them. Um, and mm. obviously the NXT feels like they has to pay off on those promises. But that's why we're not getting Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream because they never actually came out and said, 
you're going to get Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. They just suggested the match was never booked, mm. but they have booked all these other ones. So they feel like, I think they want to wrap that up to be like, we're not going to just stall everything. Life continues. Um, and it's like, it's good, but it, it just feels like a taster. It feels like an appetizer for what's mm. to come when we all return back to normal. And like, I can't wait to, again, like I said, I can't wait to see Dijak Lee and Priest hopefully continue this feud into the future and yeah. get to do the full version of this match on a massive stage with a crowd who are baying for blood uh, and yeah. just completely enwrapped by the whole thing. Like, cause that's going to be amazing. And they've proved here that like, even in a, in a completely dead room, they can crush it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter. A health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So we'll go through some of the other stuff on the show. Uh, we had Dream versus Roderick, uh, sorry, for Bobby Fish, not Roderick Strong. We've already had Dream versus Roderick mm. Strong, um, which was a perfectly okay match. It was uh, another another example of slowed down wrestling happening. Uh, we then got Malcolm Bivens uh, introducing us to his new Bivens Enterprises, which is, like we said, they're now doing a Robert Stone brand two, basically. Um, yeah. I don't understand why. I don't understand. Like, nope. completely unnecessary. Uh, I think Bivens is really good. He did a, he did a little bit too much. I'm trying to do serious face, and it came across as silly face. Like at the, end, comical, at the end, when everyone was trying to be really intense, and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's quite he, I, did he also like he did he also introduce the name of the tag team? I, I could like hear he it. Like, yeah. No, it's very strange. And I even looked up a transcription of what he said. And on the website, it said, la, 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 
inaudible on the bit where he supposedly said the tag team name. Yeah. So I don't know what he said, but so the like, faction I, yeah. itself is called Bivens Enterprises. Yeah. So they're trying which... to get what the so the the, the it's a uh, Rinku and Surav, isn't it? The, the uh, yes, that's guys. right. Yeah. yeah. So trying to get the name of the guys, and I was like, it sounded like induce share or something <laughs> yeah. like like yeah 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 and then i've also written hindu share but like i don't like these are only this is me just trying to come up with words that might fit that sound it's like yeah i don't i don't know what he said and i would love them to enlighten us with what actually happened there because yeah i think they only refer to them as rinku and saurav after that mm. so like <laughs> i yeah. don't know well after bivens enterprise who knows what bivens enterprise is we then got yeah. uh, the the re-debut of Dexter Loomis, uh, who mm. was in the breakout tournament on NXT a while ago. He was a bit, quite creepy. Did he win his first match? I think he won his first match and then lost. Can't the remember. Yeah, and then lost the second. That sounds familiar. Uh, he's obviously allowed here because he already wears gloves as part of his gear. So that's of obviously yeah, that's so fine. He's fine. So, yeah, and he was against uh, the debuting Jake Atlas, who is mm. one of the more recent signees to the Performance Center. He is uh, an ex-Evolve guy, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um and this was like if if it wasn't a weird atmosphere already, Dexter Loomis certainly made it weirder. He's got really yeah. creepy entrance music. He just stares and doesn't blink. He looked really good here, though. He did a really mm -hmm. cool my favorite bit was where he like set up for a six one nine and then sort of did a slide out of the ring, handstand into a crouch, and then pops up with a little punch. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just a it's a, a unsettling movements in the mm. ring is how I described it. I love the way he moves and uh, portrays that kind of creepy character. I think he's got a fantastic look. Mm. I like kind of the both the two sleeves of tattoos and he's quite wide as well with just the gloves and the trousers. I think it's a really good look. And just with the moustache as well, the really creepy eyes, like you mentioned, it's a great, great look. And I think he can really... Do something good in NXT with time to come. Mm -hmm. And especially as well, what I really liked about this match as well is Jake Atlas still looked good as well. Yeah. He got in some really nice offense and there was a few kind of hopeful comeback spots, but then he just kind of shut it down with uh, basically like a side effect, like a rock bottom sit down thing. Yeah, and then locked like in a, a submission and then kind of made him tap. Yeah, um, sort of half rings of Saturn style. Yeah, kind of like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, which really is like... Joke. So, I mean, getting a submission victory is a pretty big deal anyways. Making your opponents up makes him look really good. But it doesn't make Atlas look weak because he still looked pretty good in the match. So, thumbs up all round. People look great. A classic example of uh, who's available today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is like, Jake Atlas, we were going to debut you when we had a character for you and like music mm. and stuff. But hey, you just go. Go, Jake. Just go. Hey, Austin Theory, go on Raw. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, it's good, though. I think like the, the limiting of... The amount of the people you're going to use for each thing is is a really smart idea in these times. So mm. that it does make sense to like if you're just going to feature people, just pick them. Obviously, I've said that, and then they have had a uh, <laughs> a huge gauntlet match, which uh, involved lots of people uh, mm. in very close proximity to each other, one after the other. Um, so the story of this women's gauntlet match was that Shotzi Blackheart was basically put on a very spirited performance as she ripped through. Uh, four people before getting mm -hmm. to Dakota, basically get, getting derailed by Dakota Kai. Um, Shotzi debuts a new finishing maneuver here. So she does that. She's done that, used the big scent on before, but mm -hmm. she debuted a weird submission thing where she sort mm. of chicken wings the arms 
Yeah. And then uh, flips herself over them as they're sort of sat down into like a, a bridge. And then mm -hmm. it's very, very awkward for them to tap out and very awkward for them to then get out of afterwards. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then she did she did the original version of that on Zaya Lee and just kind of kept the chicken winging of the arms. And then on Aaliyah, she chicken winged it, but then she grabbed the two arms and then stretched the arms out straight behind her and like made them touch. It was like, mm. oh god, <laughs> uh, I quite like it. It's it's unique at the very least. It's very when she locks that in, you know that that is a Shotzi submission finisher that she is locking in. That's something that people will pop for when there's a crowd. That's something that people will pop for. They go, oh, it's that submission. It's very very mm. recognizable. It looks like it would hurt. If it was put in, so it might be a little bit contrived, but it looks like it hurts. So I'm all right with it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it can't be more contrived than the chiropractor, can it? As a as a finisher. So like, yeah, I think it it it, it has that sort of shotsy look of like it needs to be something very different. Like it mm. needs to be sort of unorthodox and a bit weird. And I think that fits yeah. her character quite well. And I think totally. also this, I think this spot fit her quite well. Like this mm -hmm. will stick you in at number one. Like you've you've gone up against some of the biggest names in NXT already in your very short tenure in this thing. You've not really won a lot of matches, but you do have a tank and you do have a lot of gusto behind you. And this was kind of the proof of that. Like she quite handily beat Gianna Perazzo. She had trouble with Zaya Lee. She started to fade around Aaliyah but managed to pull it out and then quickly dispatched of Caden Carter. But then Dakota Kai comes down and obviously Raquel Gonzalez helps make the difference in the Dakota Kai fight. But Shotzi, even, even as Raquel Gonzalez was attempting to make the difference, Shotzi yeah. still got out of that. That just bought Kai enough time to kick her in the face and hit the go-to kick, which is the worst they move. Oh, the chiropractor. Genuinely, like the worst. When I heard the commentators mm. be like, oh, setting up for the go-to kick. I was like, come again? Yeah, what? It's, I I know we've named a YouTube channel Parts Fun Known, but uh, <laughs> like we were going for a like it's so bad it's good kind of thing, and maybe it's successful, maybe it's not. But go to kick is definitely shooting for that same goal, and I don't think that's worked either. At least Parts Fun Known is a pun of sorts. It's got parts mm. unknown with fun thrown in it. Go to kick is literally like, oh, it's a go to sleep, but you kick them. So mm. go to kick. And you do get to say you're hailing from parts fun known. So it does make sense. Right? Yeah. yeah it's just better on every level. Uh, <laughs> something that I really liked about this match as well is it made me kind of realize for a second how well fleshed out the women's division is. Because even though really none of the people in the match, bar Dakota Kai, are really in that kind of upper echelon of mm. women's talent in NXT. It really made me realize, like, how cool is it that NXT has a women's division where you have upper and lower and mid-carders rather than, like, women? Yeah, <laughs> And yeah. that's your division. It, it's really cool that you have people who are, you know, like... Oh, well, well Raw's, got two, Raw's got two tiers. What are you talking about? Raw's got everyone else and Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch, yeah, exactly. So it's like if you've got like Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley and mm -hmm. Io Shirai, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, they're all the, you know, the upper echelon, the upper mid-carders to main events of this women's division. And then you've got the kind of the people in this match, uh, bar Dakota Kai, who I th think is kind of on that cusp between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, but kind of everyone else, in the, everyone else in this match, this was a women's undercard gauntlet match, which I thought was great. It showcases all these people off. It helps build some more stars and... It's a really good women's division. I just really, mm -hmm. I really liked it. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed the match. I thought it was uh, like, I thought um, 
also like shout out to Sam Roberts on commentary as well, who did a really good job. I thought this like this week. I I liked him. I thought he was. I liked him playing the heel. I liked the heel. See, I I think there there was a line for me. It was like I think he did good sometimes, and mm-hmm. other times I was like, okay, shut up now. You're just being annoying for the sake of being annoying. I think something that Nigel. Like See, Nigel McGuinness, I think, does it really well, where he'll side with the heels, but he always has a point to it. He always makes sense, even when he's Mm -hmm. defending the heels, where, like, Sam Roberts would come up with a line being like, oh, yeah, Dakota Kai's... uh, Oh, no, who was it? Sorry, it was Aaliyah. She's the only person who deserves a second chance in this match. It's like, what? You're just... You're just saying just, things to side with just, him. Yeah, just winding people up. I, I thought yeah. he had some he had some funny jokes though, I thought. Uh which was what was the uh oh it was the one about Kashida that I really enjoyed where he said, um uh yeah, Kashida has a, Kashida came in with all this promise and I don't think he's actually proved it as he takes on the koala challenge. Because <laughs> he jumped into like a choke. <laughs> There's some, there were some good. good. There were some That's good little calls in there. I don't like, you know, as a first first time thing. I thought that was really. It was a good showing, and uh, added to the kind of unit because I think like what was it last week? It was Saxton and Phillips. Saxton and Phillips wasn't and that really? Week, yeah. That was dry. Yeah, that wasn't great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think he at least added an he added an edge to the commentary team that you know was desperately needed last week, Mm. where you know someone was at least going to say something that might spark the other person to show an emotion, Mm. Uh, you know. And I think that that was important. Uh, Yeah. So this this gauntlet match was a lot of fun. Um, I think Shotzi, when everything starts up again, I think Shotzi is going to get a big push because she was showed herself to be very popular before. Everything went before everything went to. I was going to swear there, but I won't swear because otherwise people have to bleep it. So, um, correct, yeah. So everything went down the pan, and uh, I think when when everything returns, I think she's going to be primed to sort of get a really big underdog rising up the card to a good position because I think every every time they have made her lose, it's been against somebody really good or somebody mm. who is cheating. She's not really lost particularly clean um so i think that i think they are saving her for something special interestingly on the something special thing segue uh kushida versus joaquin wild was a utterly unremarkable match really in the grand scheme of things but this weird thing happened again because raul mendoza a few weeks ago if you remember got abducted from the parking lot by uh some luchadors in golden masks, stealing my gimmick. And mm. then Joaquin Wild after his match with Kushida, where Kushida calls a big old audible on the uh, <laughs> are you okay bit <laughs> before trying to yank his arm off legitimately. Um, hilarious. Joaquin Wild then ends up outside being interviewed, saying since he's come to NXT, he's not had very much success, blah, blah, blah. Uh, wagon rolls up, luchadors pop out, and they cart whacking wild off to God knows where. Who knows? Yeah. But again, um, I'm I'm thinking King Cuerno. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah. And I don't think it's coincidence that it's Raul Mendoza and Whacking Wild mm-hmm. to, you know, luchadors. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I don't think that's that's coincidence at all. And yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's King Cuerno. And I'm actually really looking forward to it. I don't know where this is gonna go, honestly, but I'm quite excited. If it's gonna lead to some sort of like mob boss type character mm-hmm. super into it i'd really like that i think it'd be great really looking forward to it I think I also, it's, it's, a, it's a cool way to build intrigue i think yeah and i think also because like you know like um, 
we've been banging on about this idea of like making things a bit more filmic to cover mm. the fact that like wrestling as a as a entertainment form struggles a little bit with no crowd like you know something you could do to fix that is taking a more lucha underground style approach to making a wrestling show by having uh more soap aspects to it and i think that that first season of lucha underground is obviously fantastic and mm. you could take a lot of cues from that in how to fill a tv show with limited crew and staff um while also not having everyone go out there and kill themselves to make entertainment and obviously burden medical people. So like, I think, I think King Cuerno would be a very good idea to bring him in as sort of a mob boss style character in that regard, because then you could do, you know, you'll come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. You could do, <laughs> there's so many different bits that you could do with that. Like of people but having to go see. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You come yeah, to me I... on the day of the fiesta or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you come to me on Dia de los Muertos. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah, I'm 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 really excited to see where this character goes. I think it's it's a really unique way to debut a character because we've mm -hmm. seen a lot of things. Even on this episode, we saw Dexter Lubis come back and have a match. And while the character's really cool on that, it's still him coming out and having a match. Mm -hmm. So this is something completely unique and different that we've not seen in NXT before. So I'm well into it mate um, yeah I'm, I'm just i'm just hoping they like i'm hoping it's not one of those things where they struggle to pull it off now because mm. like you know it feels like something that they're trying to build a mystery in on the weeks that they can obviously get somewhere and film an nxt show properly so i'm hoping that there is a payoff soon because it, mm. it seems like it might be quite a fun idea and i think it's it makes good use of raul mendoza and joaquin wild who weren't really doing anything have gone through a couple of character revisions to little fanfare really like you know they've they've come out a few times with different music and different looks and it's none of it's really working out for them so i think like taking them away repackaging them bringing them back as the henchmen under the henchmen for some sort of boss luchador style character mm -hmm. might be quite interesting obviously we could be completely wrong but we're just going off golden masks abducting people so you'd assume it's some sort of luchador mob yeah. boss exactly character type thing yeah, or it's exactly. Dark Order. Who knows? Yeah, Cuero Enterprises. Mm -hmm. Who oh, can God. say? Not more. Hey, we don't need. <laughs> we don't need more enterprises or brands <laughs> or incorporated. Like, yeah, you don't know. Um, oh goodness! Yeah, me. and then after that, it was just the uh, the Lee Dijak Priest main event. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought this was a it was a solid episode of NXT. Given the circumstances, we can't be too harsh on them. Uh, and I think they they did pretty well. And next week, I'm really looking forward to both the the big matches that they've got: Gargano, Champa, and the six women ladder match. I think the Black Heart versus Rebel Heart. One yeah. final beat. Yes, that you one. You can't stop um, the beat. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, not because yeah. Killer Cross might be debuting, so he might well, stop, he yeah. might stop the beat. So, Lai, mm -hmm. last night. We embarked in, in on parts fun known. We embarked on the very first Quizzlemania. Except you weren't there for that. No, I wasn't. I was editing our predictions yeah. of WrestleMania. Yeah, which is you know a, a thankless task, really. I know. Uh, and and in your place, Randy Andy Datsun came in and only won only went and bloody won the whole thing, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Cheat. Um, did you manage to catch any of Quizzlemania? I or saw. The first round, the prices mm -hmm. 
certain word. It's uh, a word, I, yeah. Say it on podcast, who cares? Uh, but yeah, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I caught that first round. So it looked like a lot of fun. It it genuinely was hilarious. Uh, even my my lady partner was uh, watching from the living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she came in afterwards. She was like, that was really fun because she watched the whole thing. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was really, really cool. I'm super excited that hopefully we're going to do some more at some point soon. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> super excited, although very embarrassed about my 20 questions round because that was awkward. <laughs> what, was I the, what was the idea of the 20 questions round? So you have to so, guess wrestler. So, yeah, so uh, Adam had a wrestler in mind and uh-huh. we had 20 questions to try and figure out who said wrestler was. Every time you ask a question, you lose one potential point depending oh. on when you get it right. So if you ask 12 questions and then get it right, you get eight points, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and each time you guess a wrestler, that takes off one question. So my one got really awkward because I kept... Uh, my brain was in such a tizzy because Ollie had just made a complete tit of himself, didn't get it right, didn't get anything right, and he was stuttering and he couldn't think of any questions. And I was like, oh God, I really hope that doesn't happen to me. So then it got to loads of questions where I just kept going like, uh, have they main event at a WrestleMania? And they said, No. And then, like, five questions later, I said, have they main, re- main evented WrestleMania 2000? Because I had a specific person in my head. And I was like, damn it. And then I said, uh, for one question, I was like, are they American? No. I was like, okay, that's a big clue. About three questions there, I was like, is it Kurt Angle? <laughs> the most American man I yeah, could think you've really of. Got to, you've really got to keep in mind the questions you've already asked. That is the yeah. key to 20 questions, the game. I know, yeah. I just I completely just got in my own head. I just, Who was it? I did a... I did eventually get it, and it was Christian. Ah, uh, okay. So, so it, it was because I, I got myself confused because I asked if they wrestled in the Attitude Era and they wrestled in the Ruthless Aggression Era, and then I asked if they were a former world champion, to which, yes, they mm. were. But for some reason in my head, that meant they were a former world champion in the Attitude Era. Uh, so I was right, just yeah. thinking of like Attitude Era WWF champions who've not main evented WrestleMania and who aren't American. I was like, <laughs> It's because you didn't ask, were they a former WWE champion, open brackets, albeit briefly, close brackets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But eventually I just started listing people and stumbled across Christian. And I was like, hey! Oh, good, there it. you go. I got like three. I mean, that's it. You could you could also just take 20 tries at just naming a random name and not whittle it down. That's how yeah, I play exactly. Guess Who. Just say, is it Jonathan? <laughs> is it Sally? <laughs> is it Michael? Um, so hopefully for the next Quizzlemania, you can join us mm-hmm. and display how much you just love quizzes. I hate quizzes so I know you do. much. I really, <laughs> I really, I find them tedious. Uh, I find them really boring. I don't like not knowing the answer to things because <laughs> uh, I would just Google it. Uh, yeah, so just like dancing, big. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's a it's clearly it's a me problem more than a quiz problem. But I just mm. can't be bothered to take part. <laughs> <laughs> I made up a lot of the editing woes to get out of it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I do have an email here that I did want to read out from uh, Chris on the subject of uh, random people too sweeting you uh, from random places. We've had a, a few emails about this now. We've got one from Chris here saying, Hello, Pete. Uh, the stories of random too sweets last week reminded me of my own random too sweet story. What makes my story so funny is that it was from a doctor at the hospital. 
A few years back, I was in for a routine checkup. I was wearing my Bullet Club hoodie. The doctor recognized the hoodie and gave me a too sweet brother. My mum was appalled that a medical professional was a wrestling fan. <laughs> As a funny epilogue to the story, I posted about it on social media and everyone just replied, why were you in hospital? Wrestling bubble, I guess. Stay safe, boys. Chris. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I get the weird to think that, like... Uh medical professionals would be against people doing anything that might endanger themselves because just <laughs> like true, just yeah. being alive endangers yourself so yeah i guess yeah. also it keeps them busy doesn't it that's true yeah that's the thing, like, if you like helping people recover from stuff then you know wrestling is quite good because you get to sort of see quite famous people coming into your medical facility your local mm -hmm. one idea your local your local medical yeah. facility yeah absolutely uh thank you for the email chris i've got one more here from the headmaster jonathan hedman uh, who says, hello, Pete, and insert co-host here. Uh, I hope you found some awesome entertainment to keep you occupied. Uh, oh, he's giving me a, a YouTube link. What's this for? Oh, God, it's uh, it's a 13-minute video. Oh, it's uh, Yoshihiro Tajiri versus Steve Carino uh, <laughs> at uh, ECW Hardcore Heaven 2000. Thanks. I'll watch T that. So Tajiri is going to... In a sort of weird bout of irony, Tajiri is going to spit poisonous mist onto Steve Carino. Onto Steve Carino. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Mm. It's a perfect allegory. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to say hi. And with the Get Better, uh, Jonathan Headmaster Headman on his own Wrestle Talk Get Better, he's down to £340 for a total of £110 lost. Nice one. Um, have I lost an Ollie or Andy? Uh you might have lost an Andy. I, I think, think you might have lost. You've probably lost two Andys by now. <laughs> yeah. The man is a rake. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I started a phone survey temporary job to get some money in the bank account. First payday will be on April the 10th. Uh, speaking of April the 10th, uh, oh, there's just a random picture of Ollie on a Segway. Nice. Uh, yeah, oh, Segway. Speaking of yeah. April 10th, Segway. Like it. Uh, April 10th is my 49th anniversary of the yearly rotation of the world around the sun. There we go. That was mm -hmm. 49th birthday. Uh, I have to just make sure I don't celebrate with enough food to regain all the 110 pounds in one night. If anyone could do it, it would be me. Uh, that's all for now. I'll check back later. I'm in the middle of a heated argument with my collection of singing potatoes. They're insistent that Iron Man 3 isn't a Christmas movie, but it's just a movie that takes place at Christmas, like It's a Wonderful Life and Gremlins, where I say all of those, uh, where I say all of those mentioned are indeed Christmas movies. Thoughts? Anything's a Christmas Thanks, movie if you just watch it at Christmas every year. Ooh, that's what that's I believe. Good take, but. That just means it's your Christmas movie, not a Christmas movie. Okay, but I don't movie. want mass market produced. Don't tell me when my Christmas movie is a Christmas movie. I want <laughs> my movie, the movie I choose to be a Christmas movie. So See? if I decide that Dirty Dancing is a Christmas movie, it's a goddamn Christmas movie. <laughs> so you've gone for the much more esoteric definition yes. of what a Christmas movie is. Well, funnily enough, all these things seemingly are subjective. So yeah, <laughs> That's I've true, taken yeah. the subjective route. Uh, uh, Jonathan has a PS on his email saying uh, if you agree with the singing potatoes that's fine you can tell me just know if you do agree I plan to peel then chop them up then boil them then whip them then uh, uh, whip them with a mixer with butter and milk and eat them no pressure thanks Jonathan hope you're not going mental in self-isolation which it seems like you are um, I think a Christmas movie is a movie that is about Christmas 
If it's a movie that takes place at Christmas, it's not a Christmas movie. What's Christmas about? Family coming together. No, it's, it, it's something that revolves around Christmas. It's like Home yeah. Alone. Like you have to get... Die Hard Die isn't Hard. about Christmas. It's about family, though. It's about it's saving not about your Christmas. family and her colleagues from terrorists. It's not about Christmas. That's the thing. Die Hard the is not about Christmas. Of so, something like Home Alone is about getting the family together on Christmas Day. That's the crux of it. It's like, yeah, sure. It's about, like, you know, Kevin going on his own journey or whatever, kids' perspective of the world. But it's about being together as a family on Christmas Day. That's the crux of the whole movie. Whereas Die Hard is like, got to kill some people in a tower. No, yeah. it's about saving his missus. Yeah, but like killing some people in a tower, though. Yeah, but only only in the same way that the wet bandits in Home Alone are uh, <laughs> ancillary to the main plot of you reuniting with your family members. Reuniting with her, not necessarily on Christmas Day. That wasn't the crux of the movie. It's about uh, just reuniting with well, her. You, no, Full yeah. stop. Yeah, because otherwise she won't be there for Christmas Day. That's, it's an unspoken bit of Die Hard that that's what he's doing it for. Exactly. He's, he's not, nothing to do with the fact that he doesn't want her to die to terrorists. It's to do with the mm -hmm. fact that he wants her there for Christmas because otherwise that will be spoiled. <laughs> Anyway, that's probably all we got time sure. for on this edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast. You've got far more stuff coming up. AEW will be out already. You'll have the Friday show, and you're going to have SmackDown on Saturday. And I'm assuming there's going to be even a WrestleMania flavored edition coming sometime, mm -hmm. maybe on Monday. I, I think. think two of those bad boys are coming. Oh, you're going to get one. So you're going to get one on Sunday and one on Monday. Eh? Mm. Uh, too big for just one podcast. Mm. Uh, so yeah, uh, look out for all of that stuff. Me, that's been me and Pete. Uh, see you later. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.